0: Do you want me to engage with you and your content? Are the tools and techniques you use effective? For example, the repeated thank you calls and the thank you shout outs. These are a special breed, not just any call in or shout out that is thanking someone. Typically they surface after a listen shows up in one of their segments. Because of the nature of how listens work, we know it's possible I may not have ever heard that segment. I may have swiped right on by, or I may have heard it. Regardless, will either of these options, the call or the shout-out, get me to favorite their station or listen to more of their content? If the first and only call slash shout-out was authentic and personal, I might, but the more frequent these types of calls and shout-outs are, the more stale and meaningless they become. Instead of drawing me to their content, it turns me off. Here's another, clapping at the beginning of segments, even repeated segments, where the notifications show that there was no elapsed time between applauding each of those segments. To me, that shows you're trying to show engagement, but you never listened. Rather than attempt to bullshit me this way, I would have rathered that you hadn't stopped by. You know what attracts me to stations or content it's in part authenticity it's realness flaws and all it's content that i find engaging even if it's not something i would have initially been interested in it's delivering it in a way that catches my imagination or my heart my mind and in the content that matters most to you it's about being as concise or compact as possible so as not to waste my time. There are a lot of people I'd like to listen to with a lot of different ideas and if you produce five segments on one topic I'm sorry if it's not extremely engaging I don't have time and I'm not interested. What you also may not realize is that each time you call into another station you are in a sense representing your station. So when those calls are published if you say something interesting or witty or funny or what have you and that is interesting to someone, they're going to want to check out your station. But if they're not, then why would they want to? Essentially, be authentically you and put out the best content you can. And if you don't know exactly who you are or you're still figuring it out, that's fine. Just keep being true to yourself as you continue to learn about who you are. And know that when you put out the best content, whether that's putting out your personality or a topic, that there is a listener for everything. I'm not presuming to tell you how to run your station or how to engage with others. I'm just telling you what doesn't have an impact on me and what does.
1: Okay, this might be a couple of parts. But Seekin Plum, thank you for that particular segment uh, about the engagement, because it is become a sort of eh, a cancer in some ways on Anchor, because a lot of people now see. First off, I want to say that, unfortunately, unlike a lot of the many new people out here, I have an advantage for I've been on Anchor since its inception. Pretty much, give or take a couple of months, so I already have a built in audience of all the people who were on that anchor, and I also have another advantage because I've been doing social audio for over fifteen years so it's it's not as hard for me to get new listeners, but for some people they have this is their first time they're making their bones. this is their first time they're using an audio experience with other people so there's a process to it, and I'll get to that in the next call in so the process is that we have the leaderboard now so with that whichever algorithm they decide to hoist upon us it can bring visibility to some stations that previously in a different algorithm didn't benefit so the problem with the leaderboard first it has many benefits it's not completely bad but one of the cons is that once you get on the leaderboard 70% 70% of your engagement is about the leaderboard. So you get all these people calling you, thanking you, uh, not thanking you, but um, congratulating you on getting in a leaderboard. And in turn, this is supposed to make you feel good and you applaud them. Then you go over to their station and you listen to their stuff. And But that's not always how it goes. Because like you said, some responses are not sincere. And it's more they're just trolling and looking at the leaderboard and seeing which person they want to engage with to get, someone to engage with them the leaderboard is a necessary evil without it a lot of stations probably wouldn't be heard i wouldn't probably be heard as much because i've been on the leaderboard plenty of times so ultimately people have to understand that they do represent their station and if your call-ins are weak your content is going to be seen as weak At least with people like me. If your call-ins are corny and they don't even have anything to do with what I'm talking about, why would I give you any attention or give you a listen at all? So, yeah, use those call-ins and shout-outs with care, people, because you have people like me out there. I don't care if you shout me out. I'm not going to listen to it. I will Deliberately avoid it and ignore it and let it clear off your station and that will totally be a waste of time on your part and not mine Thanks for the segment.
0: Hello. Hello. Let's see if I can remember everything. I took a few notes, but we'll see Absolutely. I agree. There is a process when you first start on anchor and even even I think if you've been on for a while you're constantly learning about what you can do or what you want to tweak trying to figure out ways to get listeners, and I do think that the leaderboard, in a way, plays a part in that, but apart from the competition side of it, I wonder how beneficial it really is. As you know, this past week, they changed to yet another algorithm, and whatever magic they did with those numbers, somehow, I auto popped up on the leaderboard a few times, Honestly, I had no idea I was there, but I was getting random new follows, but they weren't listening to my content, and I was like, what the hell is going on? And then I finally clued in. I mean, it may have even been something that you said that tipped me off. I think you said something along the lines that this happens in some segment at some point along the week. Now, I did gain a number of followers over the week, but... If I was to ask my current listeners how many of them came from that period, I would say that there's probably, you could count them on one hand if you could even fill up most of that hand. Do you know what I mean? I think of it as another way of trolling for engagement, like you described um, them calling and congratulating. I didn't get any of those. I think I get more engagement from my calls to other stations and other stations echoing my material. I guess that's why I'm with you, uh, that call-ins and the quality of call-ins are so important. But quality and importance, th- th- this varies. Because really it all comes back to like your station and either your personality or what you offer. For instance, Georgie D, often when she makes her calls, she'll add music, she'll sing a song, she will do something creative in that call, and that sets her apart that is quality then there's Patrick from we live on a planet and he will add playful uh, silly banter and and you never know what he's going to say I mean on his station he has a regular thing where he will talk to go but when he does the call-ins he does a similar kind of funny banter and this is his a bit of his signature thing right it's his personality it's who he is for me Your station is largely, it's about your voice and it's how you deliver what you're saying. It's how you speak and that you are not shy to share your opinions. This is quality too. So I think when when someone is trying to think about their call to whoever they are reaching out to, it's important to stay true to themselves and carry whatever whatever they got going on with who they are and what their station is and carry that forward into the rest of the anchor world to me that shines like a beacon i do pop over to the leaderboard every once in a while and check some of the stations that might have an intriguing either picture or title or whatever and then i will check the bio if they have one to see if it tells me more information and whether that engages me enough to want to click on the play button. But honestly, those series of clicks, it's a rare thing because it means I have to do each one of those steps, meaning you have to catch my imagination at each step. However, if I'm listening to someone's station, someone I enjoy listening to, and they've echoed someone else, that means that they value this content. It's not 100% guaranteed that I will, but it's a good possibility. Sometimes it's those first few seconds of what is said, or it's the title on the segment that catch your attention and whether you decide to listen or swipe by. Frankly, if someone takes 30 seconds or so to describe their station title and what they're about, I'm already gone. Partly because I don't wanna listen to it and partly because that means every time I tune into that station, I'm gonna have to hear that long intro again and again and again. And if the segment title is meaningless, again, why am I sticking around? I got people to listen to, places to go. Anyway, great points, Duan, and I'm rambling here, but uh, uh, thank you very much for your phone calls. They they were fabulous.
2: Hey, seeking plum. It's Bernie. I'm an American in Ireland. I like your stuff. I like anybody's stuff that deals with quantum physics. Do you like interstellar? Do you like science fiction? Uh, Do you like the great everything, Patrick? He's covered some of these concepts about, you know, time and shifting and, you know, the parallel universes. Good stuff. Good reading. And like you, I'm deep into it. I used to get the uh, MIT technology review, and I used to work with guys from the MIT Media Lab Europe. So, it was fun. I mean, the coffee chats were just brilliant. Yeah, thanks for that seg- segment. Oh, on engagement and the rules of engagement and all that. Also, an often um, discussed subset of what talk- what's talked about here on Anchor, it seems. I'm with you that, you know, gratuitous thank yous, uh, they seem... Sp- Superficial, I really do, but you know it's a bit of a rule, a playbook that seems to have evolved here on Anchor in the last three months. Whole new demographic has shown up here. I accidentally came to Anchor on the urging of a fireman in New York State. Before that, I was doing um, back-and-forth social conversation on a system called AudioBoo. And I'm always wondering what's going to happen to the Anchor platform because as much as I like to listen to people and what they have to say on Anchor, I know the model and the way forward is podcast stuff, supported by stuff that that you're doing already with show notes or or links that go to deep content. And yet the leaderboard that currently exists, it's actually um, clusters of people connecting to similar clusters of thought. Which is clever and interesting. For me, um, I'm never really above the top 5,000 where I sit. Um, <laughs> I know that only because it seems that's where I am when I look at that squiggly line. I, uh, I'm here on Anchor to kind of learn more through the casual conversations I overhear and uh, to offer some thoughts occasionally when I got the time to do it bad. Right now, I'm off to learn how to fly a small drone with a six-year-old that's learning how to fly a small drone. I'll pretend to be his instructor. Bye for now.
0: Hey Bernie, it is nice to officially meet you. Yes, I am a big sci-fi fan, and I only just recently saw Interstellar. I did enjoy it, but there were a few logistics that didn't entirely make sense to me. But That may be because I just don't understand them, or it may be because sometimes with movies and books of sci-fi, you just sort of have to suspend belief, so I don't know. Regardless, I did enjoy the movie. I have and do listen to Patrick of the Great Everything. I don't listen as often as I have in the past. Some of my earlier episodes were inspired by some things that he had been talking about And then there will be times when I tune into his station and find that he's talking about something that maybe I was thinking about recently or covered recently or just covered uh, coincidentally. I really wish that he would create more episodes of his content, because there are many times that his uh, pieces roll off the dial and you don't get a chance to listen to them. Even when I was listening on a regular basis, I still couldn't catch them all. I don't know if it was because of the time difference or if he deletes them off this off the dial, I'm not sure. I did make that request, but uh, yeah. I have to say, I am a bit envious when I hear about your coffee chats. That would have been a lot of fun. Regarding engagement and the recent playbook, I have a a, a theory on that. Typically, when we tell others about Anchor, we do it on some form of social media. And then with these contests, they've encouraged even more uh, sharing and talking about Anchor on social media which has brought an influx of people who are used to engaging in a particular way on those other platforms. I think they've just carried some of that over, without stopping to consider whether that is effective or if something could be better. You know, I've wondered about the future of anger myself. Before these contests and all of the varying algorithms they've used each week, The algorithm they were using did seem to emphasize the podcasting side of Anchor, but to last for the long haul, I don't think that it is, uh, for lack of a better word, I keep using this word, but effective to promote podcasters listening to podcasters. I don't think that they've done a, a fabulous job of marketing the other aspects of Anchor as well, or even promoting them. I think that if they really wanted to use the leaderboard the way they have been then maybe there should be a different leaderboard for different things but the question is how do you quantify some of that and when i say different things i mean like radio and the social media side of it using it as a form of communication and dialogue maybe their marketing if they produce some or some more should be more evenly handed across those three categories personally i have some reservations about the idea of podcasting being the way forward at least in the sense of how podcasting has been done over the last few years because most are of a fair length of time it's hard to find many under 20 minutes and then others can go on for hours One thing that I really like about Anchor is that because it has those five-minute segments it makes me extremely cognizant of the fact that I have either reached that five-minute mark or just passed it so I don't really want to go too far beyond that. From some of the information that I've read about YouTube stats if you can't engage people in the short first period of time, then you're not going to keep them for the long video. And so they're recommending, not just YouTube, but when you read other, other places, to make the videos a bit shorter. Even if you have to make several videos to cover your topic, people don't feel like they're sitting down for this long chunk of time, even if they really are. It's kind of like that psychological tool of offering something for 99 cents instead of a dollar. So being able to tune in to someone's station for the meat of their content for like 10 to 12 minutes or less is perfect because I can get many of them in, especially if I speed it up a bit. And if I have time, then I can enjoy the other content they include. And speaking of time here, I've gone on and on again. I hope your pretend training of your young pilot was fun and safe. Have a good time.
3: Hey, Seeking Plum, this is R.T. from the Atheist Perspective. I really enjoyed the last podcast. Um, It helped me understand a little bit more about the Anchor system. Uh, Being new to Anchor, I'm still trying to figure this out. Um, I heard your responses from the Daily LARB, and I really appreciated what you had to say. So I immediately went over to your channel and and saw all your content, and you have so much to uh, listen to, so I look forward to it. So uh, thanks for uh, giving my uh, podcast a listen, and uh, hopefully, uh, maybe we can connect in the future and have a a podcast maybe you could call into my station. I have a lot of uh, topics to discuss, so feel free to check out my content, and thanks again.
0: Hey, RT, welcome to Anchor. I'm glad to hear that there were some things in there that were helpful. I've done a few other episodes on Anchor, but I'm not sure how much of them would apply now. For instance, I talked about the algorithm, but that was a different algorithm. Um, I also did an episode around the 12th of December called What is Anchor? And then another one was on the topic of branding November 1st, so it's kind of about Anchor still, but uh, around the idea of, of creating uh, the brand for the station. I only mention them in case you want them, but no obligation whatsoever. Yes, there is a lot there on my episodes tab, but I will tell you this. I don't include everything that happens in the day in an episode. So, for instance, the ones on the the segments on quantum entanglement are going to be by themselves, nothing else. And then this one on engagement will probably include some of these calls and back and forth because they add to the conversation. So there will be two episodes today, one about the quantum entanglement and then one about uh, Anchor. But I don't always include calls and I don't always include everything I put up on my station. I also try to be somewhat descriptive in the title and then in the actual description itself because although the description doesn't come up in Anchor, it will display in the podcasts on iTunes and so on. And if people tend to know what they're getting into, they're more likely to listen. Oh, speaking of Collins, you may not know this, but if I called you, then the conversation would end up on my station, and you could echo it, but you could not create an episode out of it, i.e. it would be my content. But if you called me, then it would be your content, and you could create episodes out of it. Whoever originates the call gets to, I guess you could say, own it. Anyway, if you have questions, there are many of us willing to help out, so don't hesitate to ask. Sure, I think I'd be open to a conversation, but I will tell you that the idea makes me a bit nervous. I've done it before, but I can't use the pause button when I want to stop and think about something, and so I don't like the idea of leaving someone with dead air. (laughs) So so then it makes me more nervous because I I get, and then I get in this cycle. Like, don't leave dead air. And then the more you like focus on it, you know. (laughs) Anyway, uh, yes, I'm open to it. I will just tell you that uh, I will do my very best not to focus on those things and to focus on the topic at hand. Thanks for engaging.
3: Hey, Seeking Plum, how you doing? I've just had a massage in-house to get rid of some of my pain this morning. It's ironic because you're talking about how you like engaging with people's stations when it's authentic, not necessarily a marketed station. And my station this morning was so dark and so depressed because I was in so much pain. <laughs> and to be honest, the leaderboard is hokum. And I don't check it, I'm not interested in it, and I don't garner new listeners uh, I have the same thing as you. If I, I know that if I've appeared on the leaderboard because random people favorite my station and they haven't even listened to me. So that's where it's hokum. But I like that you are thinking about that. Personally, I publish what I want to publish and I'm happy if three people listen. I don't give a damn about marketing or trying to garner listens. I'm doing it as a creative process and connecting with people full stop. Thanks, Plum.
0: Georgia D, I had to think this morning and say, did, did I remember there being a dark period on your station? And I was rocking my brain and I couldn't think of when it was. And then I realized your morning is different from my morning, and I hadn't caught up yet on your station. To say that I love the the darkness is sounds funny, but what I mean is, when someone is composing a form of art. If there's brushstrokes are only done in one color or in one way, it becomes boring and bland and the same old thing, and we wouldn't appreciate it anymore. Or we wouldn't appreciate it as much. But experiencing the highs and the lows and the different colors that you add in sounds and um, songs and in every way that you expressed your art there, it, it creates this entire uh, composition, I guess, and it's, it wouldn't be complete without those dark spots is what I'm getting at. So I appreciate that you share every emotional facet that you want to share with us. It's not a, a plastic Georgia D, it's the real deal. And I would rather have the real deal than some plastic version. And you know, you made a comment that you would rather have three listeners than, uh, I can't remember if you said a bunch or, or how you worded it, but you said you would rather have three listeners. I think that that is so true, especially when the person is presenting the content or their personality for themselves, not for anyone else, but for themselves. And when they do that, it sets them apart. That's what draws people to them because you don't pander, you are being yourself. It's something that I strive for, but it's definitely always a work in progress. The first uh, few days after I learned I was on the leaderboard, it became this mm, kind of monkey on my back But then I realized that I was gaining no benefit from it, and there was no reason for me to try to climb it or stay on it. And when I stopped worrying about it, that's when I found more freedom. I understand why they do it, but sometimes I wish it didn't exist because I would love to have others just be free to do their thing, create their art.